I pushed that thing straight into my mouth. That's a way to start. Yeah, I know. I mean, is there any other way to get it started? Man, brother. <laughs> Guys, how much should a hobby cost? Oh, um, as much as you're willing to spend. What does that mean? Um, I think hobbies are good for people. I think they help people relax, do what they want to do. You know, they, they're using their mind and using their skill set to kind of improve on something that they're doing clearly for themselves and not for any profit. I think that's a, that's a cool thing that people can do. I can appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. I'm a terrible person to ask. I don't have that many hobbies. So I feel like you have tons of hobbies. Like oh, what? No, maybe you train. Don't. Maybe you make. Well, that's the thing. When does a hobby then shift over? Well, he to also not works at the same anymore. place where he does that. You, because tr- I would say working out was a hobby. Well, he goes from work to work. Then he comes. No, you play video, video, video games. Are you about to call me a gamer right now? No, I said you play video games. That's true. It's true. I do. Enjoy I don't know what games. it would take for me to. Maybe if you beat, uh, maybe even this game, Elden Ring or something. If you beat one of those games, I would consider you a gamer. What's Elden Ring? It's like Dark Souls. Have you ever it's, beaten it's one the of those same, games? Same company that made Dark Souls, made that. But have you ever beaten one of those games? No, I don't have an interest in it. Why not? Um, it's, a, it's the same writer of Game of Thrones. I don't like dying that much. It's fantasy. So then, but then, are you a gamer, or you do you play video games? I play video games. So how come Matt has to beat one of those games to be a gamer, but you don't have to beat one of those games to be a gamer? Do you consider video games one of your hobbies? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. Only every once in a while. It's not a consistent hobby. Because I, I, I haven't played video games in like five months. Do you consider watching TV? Well, no, I have played. I played on the PC. What was that? So do you consider watching TV to be a hobby? I consider that passing time. What was the difference? Um, a hobby I feel like I would enjoy more. Like when I watch like the ep- like every week they get, they put out a new episode of Star Wars. Uh-huh. And then like I feel like that is something I enjoy doing. So that's and like I love Star Wars and Star Wars is considered a hobby for me. So How is Star that, Wars considered a hobby for you? Because I actually learn about it, look into the lore, learn about the lightsabers and the all the different Jedi's that were in the background of Attack of Clones and what happened to them in the Re- Revenge of the Sith. So Learning about it is a hobby. Having an interest that isn't for profit. Watching TV is having an interest in something that's not for profit. So I mean, I know a lot of people that just watch TV just to pass the time. You know. Yeah, but there are also people that they, like they put the TV on there on their phone for an hour. Yeah, but there know? are also people that like watch movies and like dissect the movies and stuff like that. I would consider that's a that movie to be, though. That's not like TV. I feel like you do the same with a TV show, can't you? Because how else do you yeah, come up they, with all I mean, those crazy conspiracy theories? There's people that like what make crazy the video theories? essays and like stuff. Like Rugrats. Like all those like Courage the Cowardly Dog. All the conspiracy theories from like TV shows. Someone has to come up with that stuff. Or um, Ed and Eddie. Yeah. What's that that one? one's a sad one. What's that one? It's like um, they're all – I forget if they're like drug addicts or something. But it's like just – that's all they can remember. It's just repeating memories in their head. Mm. But they only go back to their childhood. Because they're, I guess, like their present life is so bad. Mm. But David has a lot of hobbies. You do, but I don't know why. David has a lot of things that I think. I feel like you have hobbies, but you also go to the extreme with all your hobbies for a so little like, while. Yes, yes, and then but they and then they simmer down into then being an, just another part of my toolbox. I feel like that's just like a, like a natural human thing. Is like you have these things like 
we did vlogs for a while, right? And you love doing them. And then we got into a different thing, right? After that, I think we got into the podcast. And so, you know, were we a little worried that we wouldn't make it past week three? Maybe. Yeah. But we did, you know, we're, we're do, on week 84 now. So I would say we're doing pretty good. Mm. This has become a part of our schedule, you know. But also I feel like you're acting. Like you did, you've done like three, two, two shows at one time. Like that's a lot. That's a lot to do for an all person and to do this and to now be on Twitch. But sometimes I make money when I do yeah, I know the shows. You, you, so is it not a hobby when I do that? I feel like that's different. It's not like you're going to live off it, you know? I feel like there's a, there's a good pool. But yeah, I mean, so if you is, make money with is, your hobby, awesome. Is but. streaming a hobby? Or I feel like it could be. more. I feel like it's more of just like a community thing. I don't know. I don't know if that's considered a hobby or just like a way to be social. What about this podcast? Is this podcast a hobby? Sometimes. Other times, not so much. I don't know. I feel like hobby was being defined kind of as, until Dalton said like learning about lore and stuff like that, it was, hobby was creative. Hmm. It's something, or if not creative, something active. Like gardening and shit? Yeah. You're either, you're, you're taking up, which kind of goes with why you're saying watching TV is not a hobby. It's just passing time because mm-hmm. you're not actively doing something yeah, that's like a passive activity i guess i contradicted myself no no, no. in a way no. my what i was saying was in support of you oh i kind of got lost when i was talking so that's fine if i did but you don't think that sinking a certain amount of money or something like, sinking money at all continuously doesn't give it that weight that then pushes it past a hobby into into something else i don't know what but past a something a hobby which is supposed to just be enjoyable i feel like it's the same as like thinking okay we all like to work out so we're going to spend all this money to make a gym in our garage you know so you spend thousands on thousands of dollars putting a gym set up in your garage is that still considered a hobby yeah but then does it you're doing it out of your free will but then say you stop wanting to work out and you've spent fifteen hundred dollars on this gym isn't it going to make you or say you start getting bored of working out, but then you're like, I've spent $1,500 on this gym. I need to keep uh, working out. For me, I just sell it if I was done with it. I don't think I would have that much of an issue. But I could, I see, I could see a lot of other people being like, well, I, I, it's here. I have to use it. You know, I could see a lot of people doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really. I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask this question to. But um, we know one thing that a hobby created. Me loving to make weird versions of songs of things. <laughs> David, roll that intro. I'm drum. I'm drummer. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 84. Week 84, guys. That's 8 plus 8 times 2 is... Uh, that was 42. 16 t- nope. 16 times 2. You're almost. You're off by 10. 32. Yep. That's 32 plus 30, 62, plus 20, 82, plus 2, 84, guys. Week 84. 
And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's storytelling. Supernatural. And self-improvement. Dalton, how's your week going, dude? Uh, it's been a week. It's busy. It's frustrating. Uh, it's one of those weeks. So getting through it, a little tough. Uh, but I'm 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 doing it. Have you ever been to one of those smash rooms? I've been wanting to go to one actually. That'd I saw be dope. that. You know who you know who wouldn't go to one of those rooms? Ernesto's dad. Why? Because he feels bad for the furniture and the things inside the room. Does he really? I swear. You've had this conversation. Yeah, I had this conversation because I brought it up. And then Ernesto told me, he's like, yeah, my dad would never go. And then I asked him and he goes, oh, no, all of that hitting and stuff, it's like bad energy. I was like, hmm, interesting. Do you agree hitting? with that? No, not at all. Not at all. I do. It's yeah. bad energy to hit things. Mm-hmm. It's not letting go of that bad energy. It's a release. Yeah, from you, but it. If you believe in karma, it's just going to come back. Like the bat's going to hit me in the face? I mean, that's that's a high possibility. Not if you hit it hard enough. Not true. What 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 are you saying? Explain explain your side of this. I'm saying if you take a bat and hit something really hard, the chances of it coming back and hitting no, you in the I'm face. No, I'm talking about the meaning of the furniture, Matt. Uh, I don't know. I just can see how like you're letting out the aggression on these objects. And I can see, I can see an argument where, you know, there's bad energy being released. What goes around comes around. I don't understand that. Okay. You're not putting any bad energy towards an actual thing. Well, what do you think? I think it's a good way to let go of stress. You hit things. You get your anger out. It's better on it on on something that's not alive or living than something that is. You know, like if you killed an animal because you wanted to and then like didn't use any of it, like I feel like that would be considered bad karma because like you killed something for no reason at all and it's just gonna sit there and rot, and that's no way to deal with a life. You know. So I can understand that being bad karma, but furniture that doesn't do anything and it's just trash. But it's a destructive act by its own nature. <sighs> destructive act that like in a safe area, you know, are you going to say anything or are we not talking? No, I'm no, just listening. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he listening. nothing to say. I, I mean, he, 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 it's a destructive act in a positive, in, safe environment. Yeah, no, I think there's a place for it. I just. I can see the argument for it being like that just because like, you know, everything's made up of atoms. Right. And so if we're atoms, like I wouldn't hit you, um, but I wouldn't want to go hit a table because it's the same thing. So I think that's where Ernesto's dad's like thought process is coming from is like, it's just what goes around, comes around, like what you put out, you get back. And so, but I understand your argument of it being like a positive release of, you know, frustrations or emotions or something like that. So what do you think, David? Do you think that, that can be avoided at all or do you like it, it, i think i, I think there's a sense of overthinking when it comes to breaking furniture <clears throat> but when you're breaking furniture i think <laughs> so if not breaking furniture what do you, how do you manifest that excess anger or frustration or whatever wim hof wim hof <laughs> breathe it out honestly uh, matthew told me earlier today to have like a wim hof session I just, Can you I was explain ex- what Wim Hof is for people that don't know? Uh, well, it's not Wim Hofman. It's Wim Hof. And basically what that is, is it's this man that likes to jump in cold-ass water and breathe really fast and then stop breathing for a minute or two and then keep breathing. And you feel great after. So he has this breathing routine where you breathe in or even in your nose like... Yes, that's me breathing to the mic. But... It, it helps and you do it for like what like a minute mm-hmm. and then you you stop breathing for a minute and you just sit and then you do it again for like a minute 
and then you stop breathing for like a minute 30 and then you do it again for a minute and start breathing for like a minute 30 and after you do it those three times you kind of you finally like release everything you're breathing you're breathing in positive energy releasing bad right and then after that you kind of wiggle your toes get yourself out of it open your eyes and it's insane how everything just looks so beautiful like your whole view changes everything changes but you feel so alive you feel like like you're human again you have more energy it's a one of the best fucking feelings in the world i love it i love it i love it i love it haven't had time to do it too much this week so matthew reminded me to do it today so i did it and i felt great it's based off of this uh old ancient technique of meditation that the monks used to do like back in the day and it's kind of like the modern version of it um basically this guy um he's known as the ice man because he'll do this type of breathing where you're essentially oxygenating your cells like a lot. Right. And so, um, he goes through these rounds of meditations and then with the next step, um, is like you go through this and then you're supposed to go take a cold shower or go jump into like this cold water and it helps you, uh, regulate your body temperature. So you can understand how to control that a little better. And they've even done tests with him where he'll go and he'll lay down and he has this, um, this study where they inject him with like a virus to give him a fever and through his meditation and years of practicing this meditation, he's able to regulate his body so much that he can literally physically like fight off the virus. Your your body temperature does change Mm -hmm. after a while too. Yeah. When you keep doing it, you feel colder. Sometimes you feel warmer. I think it just depends on what your body's telling you what you need, but you always get super tingly. Mm -hmm. Like C4 tingly. My hand twitches. Yes. Yes, yeah, for people, it's not the explosive. Yeah, not the, it's, a, it's a pre-workout <laughs> with beta alanine, so it makes you itchy. Um, but yeah, so it's super cool. Um, really, really good. Um, I, I mean, I, I appreciate Matthew showing me that. I was, I, I didn't realize how much I needed it until I started doing it, and then I kind of just was like, I'm gonna do this every day on my break. Do you like that better or not as good as your Tibetan chanting meditations? Uh, it's it's different. It's completely different. Why? I mean, I feel like meditation kind of brings calms me down and then puts me in a mode to start the day i feel like wim hof does something similar to that or it calms me down but i feel like it's good for like a midday thing because it's feel you feel rejuvenated you're yeah. back on it you don't need to take a nap so is wim hof a physical kind of rejuvenation and the tibetan meditating it's more is of a, a mental, I, is a mental I, I feel like the the biggest difference is like normal meditation you're sitting with your thoughts and in this one, it's kind of a guided meditation. So you have somebody talking to you, but you're also counting your breaths. Like if the, the I found a video, which is why we don't have to count. But normally you're like you do 30 breaths on your last breath. You exhale as long as you can. And then you wait until you feel the urge to start breathing again. And you hold it for as long as you can. And actually, today's the first time I had to pause it because I didn't feel like it was challenging enough. Oh, so I had to like pause it and wait for a That's while. Really good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow, um, so but. It's, uh, but then like when you're doing like Tibetan bowl meditation or any other type of meditation where like you sit and you just kind of observe your thoughts, it's less, I don't want to say less interactive, but I feel, I, yes, I do want to say that. it's less interactive. Like this is more active and the other type of meditation is a lot more passive. So, yeah. I mean, they both do different things, I feel. So it doesn't matter. I mean, the Wim Hof kind of sounds how like people would say, that swimming was like therapeutic in a way yeah because when you're swimming all you can do is like you can't hear anything above the water Mm -hmm. you can't i mean granted now you have like waterproof headphones and stuff 
but you couldn't hear anything. I've All never you had tried was that. the Have water. The headphones? No. What are the reviews are like? For they them? were just, just getting created when we were in swim because I remember like a couple people had them. They had the wired ones, and, and I just remember like, being like, "That's just thing. sketchy." Like, I don't want to take electricity and water. I don't Hell know. No. About it's gonna that. kill me. I want to read reviews on how those are though. You want to read some now, dude? I've been wanting to start. We might, yeah. So I've been wanting to start swimming. It's. Uh, I, I was at the beach, and I definitely was like, "Yeah, I haven't used these muscles in a while." Yeah. And it's, it. uh, it's oh, you feel it hard, yeah. But um, yeah, because in the water, all you can do is count your strokes, and that's that's kind of it. Go that way. <laughs> You're not thinking about anything else besides, uh, uh, your strokes. Yeah, but talk about like, t- I feel like I'm a person that can't have hobbies. Going back to the hobby thing, because like, I get too competitive with your hobbies. Yes. So and that so you can't enjoy uh, things. No, Matt can enjoy things. I can enjoy things. You can't enjoy things for the sake of enjoying them. No, not that. It's just certain things. Like, I don't know. Like, if it's like, if I'm competing against somebody, like, I tend to be competitive. Like, I'm not going to be unnecessarily upset if I lose or something like that. But it's more of like, you know, I obviously want to win. But, like, I realize this, and this might be a bad example, but the other day I was like, okay, my knee fucking hurts. I can't do anything at the gym. Uh, what can I do? I was like, oh, swimming might be an option. So I wanted to find, like, a swimming pool to start, you know, going and, and swimming summer. At, right? So I was looking, and I was like, oh, whoa, they have, like, swimming clubs. Like, okay, cool. Like, I'll just drop into one. Like, I'll fucking die for the first, you know, six months, but I'll figure it out. I should be all right. So I started looking at it, right? And then I was like, okay, cool. Oh, whoa, this one does, like, master's competitions. Like, that would be – and then just downward spiral. Next thing I know, I was basically down to move to Pasadena because at the Rose Bowl Center, they have a swimming pool with an Olympic coach for this master's division. And you're required to compete twice a year in two different competitions. And the quote-unquote, it says, like, I want to make this swim club world-renowned for the swimming. And I was like, sounds about right. That's what I want to do. And then I was like, uh, Matt, hold on one. I don't want to move out that far this soon. Um, but I was like, also like, that just sounds like a lot of commitment. And luckily now I have the attention to be like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. But just goes to show like how quickly I go from zero to like 100. And I've always been like that. I don't know how to not do that. But if you were able to become aware of that, were you able then then to just readjust and be like, I still want to swim. I should maybe try and look for someplace that just has swimming. Yes, but then I also like the competitive aspect of it. So then I was kind of like, okay, I want someone that's not that extreme. But like, you know, I want to do a competition here or there. Like, that'd be kind of cool. So you did Ollie, which is Olympic lifting for nobody who knows. Um, and you had to do that alone for like, Eight months. Why? Why did? Why was that? Because I mean, we were you weren't competing with anybody for that long. You know, there wasn't us going against you. You were just doing it by yourself in the corner. Um, uh, because I want to make it to nationals, and that's a goal that I have. Oh, so it still ends in competition. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just your thing. Maybe you just your hobby is competition. Overall, I don't know. Who knows? All right, what are these reviews? It's not that bad, actually. It basically, it's basically the same as like a, a goggles. They just suction up to your ears, and once you get the right suction, no water gets in, and it sounds perfectly normal. Yeah, but like, is it? Is it just synced up to your phone? 
Yeah, it just syncs up to your phone and it just hangs around your neck. It's pretty, it's pretty relaxed. Zero stars ain't an option. So there's a few problems, like the sometimes the earpieces that they give you to suction up to your ear don't fit your ear. So if there's like two or three bad reviews because of that. But not 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 as fun as I would thought it was gonna be. Um, it def it was definitely better if you guys have time is to look up uh tattoos uh tattoo pens on yeah. amazon and then look at the reviews of those because people don't give a fuck about what they put on their body and that's just funny some you really bad examples we i thought we went over that on the podcast i think we might have but it's a reminder to go check that shit out because it's funny as fuck so dude a bunch of e3 trailers came out recently mm-hmm. what, mm-hmm. what was your favorite matt dude breath of the wild too for sure that did look really thousand good. percent yeah that did look really good that's also the only one i've seen what about you cheese Mine was uh, they looked like they had the Elden Ring one was cool. Elden Ring was really nice. And then Arizona. they had Arizona, Arizona. And then they had the uh, other one was like Final Fantasy, but it was like supposed to be a Dark Souls Final Fantasy. That one looks super that's cool. weird. Dark Souls Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's not Elden Ring. No, there's another one that's that's almost exactly. It's like not exactly the same, but it's very similar. What, what company? I don't know. Just it? all these new PS5 games look. Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. All these games look unbelievable. I feel like Ratchet they're still coming Clank. out so slow. Ratchet and Clank looks good. Rift in Time. That look, that it looks like a lot of fun, and I'm excited for a new Ratchet and Clank game because it's been a while for me. I'll be excited for that. And then I was sad that I haven't seen any Skyrim yet since. Well, they, they just released that. New... They just released that new one. Um, uh, the, for the online. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Online has been killing it for years. I don't yeah. know how they keep doing that. I just felt lost interest. Why? Um, because I had to play with other people to beat the game to beat like bosses and stuff and i didn't want to play with other people i just wanted to do yeah. it on my own that's what i like about skyrim is i was just by myself just wandering around i wasn't scared of anything because i could just was so like op uh-huh. nothing could challenge me you know those are good old days yeah but breath of the wild too they have some pretty cool uh like animations like they had like it. time travel and yeah and like, like you're in the sky a bunch and then all of a sudden you can like warp through the ground at one point I'm really excited, but then I just like I love E3. Like last year, Dalton and I got to watch it together in quarantine. That wasn't E3. You know what that was? That was PlayStation's version of E3. They want to separate themselves. Oh, yeah, really? They're doing they, it again. They weren't going because the whole thing was like yeah, people people come. could buy tickets to it, so it just became like an expo. Oh. Yeah. So now it's all PlayStation. They're doing it in like two more weeks from now. Oh, okay. Well, I just remember watching that, and like the thing I hate about these things is like it's like exciting. For next year, you know what I mean. It's like, oh, coming out May twenty twenty two. But that stuff comes out faster than you think, you know. But that's also your life when you're like a cheap gamer. You know, you see the game come out and you're like, wow, it's gonna be great in two years when it's fifteen dollars and I can buy it. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, I'll pay the money when it like comes out. That's not even a thing anymore, though, David. What? Like, if you, things dropping in price, like that, like like a GameStop version of that dropping in price. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. Why? I don't think GameStop is even a real like big thing anymore. Hey, bro, they just for, for kids the nowadays. Stock market about for kids nowadays. Four months ago. Well, that was for a different reason, wasn't it? Yeah. But I'm just saying, I just don't think that's like what a kid thinks of anymore. Like we always thought we go to GameStop, we'll find the game for cheap. But kids now just buy the games off a line, off or online, and then it's like the same price pretty much. And you can sometimes get a deal where it's like 10 percent off, you know. But yeah. I mean, when's the last time you went to GameStop to buy a video game? Uh, I bought you a video game. 
When? Well, no, you, we were still living in Matt only has Yeah, Matt only has the digital version now, so he doesn't buy games anymore. That and is Matt, true. Matt actually can't <laughs> buy video games anymore. That is true. I feel like there should be an extension, though. Like, you know, like you can buy like a DVD player to like a USB connection. I'm sure there is. I'm curious. Because I mean, it's it was it's multi-use too, anyways, right? It plays PS4 and PS5 games. Yeah, that's that would be cool. Yeah, just have it all on one thing. But Matthew has it in his room now, so he's playing it. Which, which is, I feel bad about, by the way. I'm really proud I moved of him. It, I moved it to my room because I feel bad for hogging the TV from our pops, uh, you know. But then, like, I realized that it's like a 30-minute wait, and then he goes to sleep anyway. So I should just bring it back out. But then now I'm getting spoiled with it on like a small actual gaming monitor. Yeah, he has good frame rates. And I'm like, damn, this is really nice. But then I feel bad because Dalton's always been very generous with his like his consoles. Like I've never been not allowed to play them. The at most it was like, don't play my file. And then I'd be like, One okay. time Matt deleted my file. When? I forget what game it was. I thought you deleted his file. I've also done that. Yes. It's gone back and forth. When did I do that? I can't remember. But I remember you did it and I didn't talk to you for like three days. You didn't? No, I was very mad at you. Hmm. Um, you were hurt by this. I'll probably bring it back out soon, but I, I do now, enjoy. He, he's actually enjoying it, though. I've never seen Matthew play video games more than more than now. So more than when it's easily accessible in his room. Yeah, he just sits on the bed. He looks all comfortable and he plays video games. Dude, I have the best routine. I wake up, go to the gym, work out, come back. I have about forty minutes before work starts. If I don't have anything to do, like play. shower or something. No, no, no. This is after all that. Oh, okay. And then, then if I don't after have like, if I don't have like emails or fires that i need to put out uh then i will play 40 minutes of video games clock in get started on the day lunch comes around i've prepped my lunch already so grab it eat it play video games and then get back to work that's a method man it's great i fucking love it and then on lunch i go outside and meditate real quick it's the 11 minute session come back in good to go you're not the life this is not when you're playing video games what do you, you mean? said you play video games during lunch. Yeah, but so I'll I'll eat video games and then I'll take like the last ten minutes of my lunch to go meditate real quick, get all energized, come back in, finish out the work day, go back to the gym, then come back and depending on what I have to get done for the next day, um, I'm usually pretty good at getting prepped. So. Wow, yeah, he's it's been, great, dude. He's been a productive man. Love it. Well, speaking of not bothering your pops, it was Father's Day this weekend. It was. It was. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there that listen to this podcast. I texted in at least and I was like, tell your dad, happy dad's day and happy Father's Day. Nice. And Damn. she was like, why would I do that? That speaks a lot. I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> and then I remember that she's Lutheran and her preachers are called pastors and not fathers. Ah. So then I got mad at her for her religion. Oh, how dare she? <laughs> Yeah, um, we just took our dad to Roscoe's, and we had some drinks. Not chicken and waffles. Not chicken and waffles. Because there's Ros- people outside the country that know Roscoe's famous deli. How did you like that burger, we by the way? It was okay. Yeah. The, the mushrooms were a nice touch, though. Mushrooms were a great touch on the yeah. burger. But. I kind of wish I ordered my own food. Really? Yeah, because, oh, I didn't tell you this part. I ended up, we scheduled it for 1130. A bunch of stuff happened, ended up there early. Um, I didn't get there till 11, like, 27, because I was on time. Um, you were early. He was, yeah, I, I he was, was early. He was early. But um, my family had been there for a while already, so they all had ordered food and were basically already pretty much done with their meal by the time I got there. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of ordering and making them wait for me, I just ate the rest of Dalton's food and then 
ordered a beer real quick and then we left. So Yeah. That's um, okay. I wasn't gonna eat but, all my food anyways. But then the best part about Father's Day was Dalton got his wing stop and then we sat around the bonfire outside with no fire in it, just the pit. And we each had like we had ordered four different flavors. We had one basket of fries and we sat there like men for like thirty minutes and just passed around the wings. We didn't say a word to each other. Except Is that good? Yeah. And then we were trying Is to figure it? out which one was the – we got, like, a Korean-flavored one, and we were like – Yeah, we got a Korean-flavored one. Wh- wh- was it this one? Was it this one? And then we, like, figured it out at the very end. We're like, oh, that one has, like, a little bit of teriyaki in it. Like, that, that has to be it. And the other one was, like, a Cajun thing. My only problem with uh, Wingstop, though, is, um, like, they drenched it in sauce. Like, I don't know if it was just that day. Like, I don't remember it ever being that saucy. Well, I mean, it was – I mean, that was the only one that was pretty saucy. Yeah. It was only the, the Hickory barbecue one, I think. Buffalo Wild Honey Wings barbecue. or Wingstop? Wingstop. It's now Wingstop. It always was Buffalo Wild Wings until um, I I couldn't afford it. <laughs> is it more? Buffalo Wild Wings is expensive as fuck yeah. for like only 10 wings. Yeah, dude. Dude, don't fucking – you get your money's worth at Wingstop for sure. Although there's this wing place up the street called Not Your Mama's Wings, and I really want to try it. Not Your Mama's Wings? Whose wings seen are that place. they? Hmm? Whose wings are they? I don't know where they're Not Your Mama's. Not Your Mama's, dude. What uh, would you do for your pops? Uh, nothing. We're going golfing next week. So we didn't want to go golfing this weekend because the, the links were going to be ridiculous. Yes. No, we just, it's not the most original idea. So most people uh. are taking their father out to golf for father's day. Yep. Uh, so we we're like, we'll just move it to a different day, you know? Um, and so I always say like, it always seems like mother's day is, and this might be bad, but it always seems like mother's day is it's all when, the hype. You make the plans. Your mom wants to spend the whole day with you. You do the stuff like that. And Father's Day is like, oh, it's Father's Day. Leave him alone. He doesn't want to see any of us. <laughs> <laughs> he either wants to sleep or he wants to go you know, golfing or he wants to just do his own thing. He wants time to himself, which I don't know if this is just stereotype or something like that, but it seems like that's always a thing. And I know, I know <laughs> no, my I've dad that, slept yeah. most of the day because yeah. that's just his favorite thing to do. So, um so we went to see Rachel's family, okay, cool. Because uh, then they made food and we hung out there and and did stuff. But cool. I mean, do you guys think that is the case, or do you think that? Yeah. kind of makes sense. At least a lot of people we know, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the dads just kind of want to just chill, Either chill, relax, go golf, have dinner. Nothing too hyped up, you know. Yeah. But but go ahead. But my grandma did make some bomb ass like tacos for the family. And they were like the best things I ever had. I'm not a fan of tacos, as you guys know. I don't like them, but she fucking killed it. I, I honestly think it was the best meal I've almost ever had. It was hands down, like, I can't even compare it to anything else she's ever made. It was that good. It was better than Cane's. Yeah. 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 That's that. Bro, it was, and I, you know me. Bro, the other day we came, we came <laughs> home. And <laughs> it's me, Dalton, and Monique, and I'm hungry. They're hungry. But Matt, Matt was at a point where he was hungry to where he was grumpy hungry, not like a nice hungry. I was just quiet. Is there mm. ever a nice hungry? For sometimes, yeah. Sometimes Matt's like a playful hungry, which is fun. Like he just like plays jokes, but he like makes jokes about how hungry he is. And like he's going. It, it's funny. What is a joke he makes about how hungry he is? <laughs> oh, no. Don't give me those little toes. He I'm just... so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just... He just does things that are like ridiculous. Like he's so he's so hungry, he's delusional, you know. Mm, and it's it like make that. it's funny uh-huh. to me. But yeah. 
he also has a thing where he's grumpy hungry. Now, I noticed, this might just be me, but he gets grumpy hungry more when it's around Mo, and I think it's because he knows the decision process that has uh, to go along with yeah. this. It's, you know, like this? No. How about this? No. Just do whatever you want. Okay, how about this? No. That's usually how it goes for most of the time, but... So I just take her to get Chinese food until she tells me what she actually wants. And then that that pretty much works every mm-hmm. time because she doesn't want Chinese she food. She doesn't want Chinese food. She does food. not like Chinese food. So it works. But, you know, we were in that stage for quite a bit. And then Matthew wanted to get... Ooh. Oh, I want a King Taco. You want a King Taco. But the line was wrapping around it the King so Taco. It was so long. So I was like, we're not doing that. Well, what if... I've heard this and I don't know where I heard it from. But what do you think? And I might have already told you this before, but maybe not on the podcast. What do you think of the idea of there being an app that's like Tinder? Oh, I love this idea. It's brilliant. So it's an app that's like Tinder, but it's specifically like synced up to two phones. And instead of showing people, it shows fast food options. And so each of the two people will swipe right or left on the food options in the area. And then once you go through all the options, it gives you the ones that you and your partner have both swiped right on. But then there's still a selection process from that. Maybe you keep going and round until you got, until, until you've both decided on one Hmm. or it just goes into percentages or it goes into percentages. You could, I could probably make that right now. What do you think about that kind of app? Um, Cause then you, then you don't have to talk to each other. You don't have to sit there and like go through it. You've both decide on your own and you've matched. So you know, you both want it. It takes away such a dynamic out of the relationship, too. I don't think that's a bad dynamic. But sometimes too. it's fun to argue about it. Like sometimes it's fun to like figure things out. Don, you're single right now, so I think we'll give you a pass on why you think. Yeah, that's maybe fun. maybe that yes. maybe that's why yes. I, I just missed it a little bit now. So <laughs> that's probably why. So we end up Dalton. <laughs> Dalton goes, "You know what I want," and I'm like, oh, "Canes." And then when he gave me this look, like she's like, "Well, I'm not opposed to that, right?" Which is no cool. moment. Mm. Yep. So I'm like, "All right, let's go." So we get in. And we start heading over. But the whole drive was. On the ride there, I convinced them King Taco was the option, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing some some lobbying, and I got them on my side. And then we get there, and I see the line. I go, nope, never mind. It is not the option. I will eat it a chicken. It longer than Cane's usually is? Yes. So Cane's is yeah. slowed down, actually. Like, oh, cool. It's, um, the I think, novelty's worn off. Yes. So I was like, cool. So we go, and we get in line. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, no. I don't want canes. Like, I really just, like, I had it too much. But he told us. He said, no, I'll get canes. I'll get canes. I'll I get did. canes. All, all like, mm, but he said it, right? He's like, I'll get canes. I did. So, okay, we're all getting food from the same spot. We're good to go. We go to order. Matt goes, what do you want? Order something. But first, the lady in front of us ordered oh, everything. Literally, this is not an exaggeration. She had an eight-minute order. Canes has four things on the fucking menu. It's not that hard to choose from. Four. It took her like she's just sitting there with her hand out the window, just all you see is the hand move, just talking, talking. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't get mad in drive-throughs, but I'm like, what? Like you have four options. Like what could you possibly be asking? You know. Mm-hmm. So finally, we go up. Um, I ask them what they want. They give me their orders. I tell the lady the two orders. And then I say, that's it. And I hear both of them go, and Dahl's like, I told you, I told you, I told you. I was fucking pissed. And then, I fucking hate it when he does that shit. Because then we're like, oh, we, now we all have to feel bad for Matthew because he didn't want the food. I went somewhere else. It was fine. Yeah. We Anyways, so then I asked the lady. I'm like, just out of curiosity, what did that lady order? And she started laughing. And she goes, 
she was ordering food for a party of like 15 people and she had never been here before. Oh my God. So it was just a matter of like, everybody gave this one poor individual, like so many orders and like, just get this and that and this and that. She was like, I, she just didn't want to get it wrong. So I, I understood. So just give them all chicken sandwiches. So then my question is, say you and Rachel go out, right. Mm -hmm. And you guys want different things. Do you have a problem going to two different locations for food? I don't. And I think Rachel usually doesn't. But I can't be certain because I don't think we've ever actually done that. But I know that topic has come up before, which is like, I'm not going to get anything. I'm not going to get anything. And usually the one that does want it is like, all right. Yeah. I mean, we decided on this. We're going to go get it. I feel like usually it's me because so, I'm, like, I'm so hungry. So, <laughs> so normally, normally I have a problem with that because like I have this like Monique and I like both are indecisive sometimes and like we have a hard time, especially when it comes to food. We'll want different things. I have no problem going to two places. Okay, I do. Okay, this is the this is the problem here, and maybe it's just that like I've never not wanted something as badly as I didn't want canes that night, but. We go and we get canes, right? And then we're driving back. And I had just seen my college friends. I went to a one-year-old birthday party. And a bunch of my college friends were there that I haven't seen in a long time. So naturally, we start sitting down. We're reminiscing and talking. And naturally, California burritos come up. So talking about that, I was like, fuck. A Cali B sounds fantastic. Is that what you Yeah. And, and there was a there was an Alberto's right up the street on the way home. I'm all hell yeah. So anyway, so we get that. I just really wanted Mexican food, and I didn't want the chicken sandwich. So I ordered them the food. They're upset with me because they think I'm just gonna come back here and make a sandwich or something. So then I go. I guess I didn't communicate that I was going to Alberto's. Um, you did. You, you said no. I'm gonna stop at Alberto's. Calm down. Relax. Relax. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then I go and like I get the food and stuff. But like I was thinking about this later, and I was like, because normally Monique would be like, it's fine. Just you go there, and I'll go here. Which Saying it out loud sounds like a completely sane suggestion. Yeah. But it bugs the hell out of me. Like, no, if we're going to have a meal, we're going to eat the same at the same place, which I think is just more of an internal issue. Than... That seems like a more internal issue right now. Sorry, babe. I'm glad you're realizing it right now. But it's good for you to understand yeah. it, though. Yeah, good therapy session. Yeah, yeah man, I'm proud of you. Better now than never, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. Let's sit there with that. While we take a break. <laughs> I was trying to decide if we were going to do something or not, but we can take a break. We good? And we're back. Boom. Just like that. So right. quick. So fast. I have a quick question for you before we go into our segments. What's up? Okay. You know how girls are always like, what are you thinking about? And guys usually validly have the answer. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? We have a nothing box. But is it is it nothing? <laughs> I was in the car the other day and I was like just thinking. And I know that if at any point Rachel had been like, What are you thinking about? I probably would have just said nothing. Oh and I don't I don't know if it's because There's nothing of importance. Nothing of importance or like if I have if it's like fleeting thoughts and it's a bunch of fleeting thoughts where like if I tried to focus on any one of them, I could not remember what I was thinking yeah. about. For me, because Monique's been like, no, like, what were you thinking about? Like, tell me. And I'll tell. I'll be like, all right. But for me, it's always these really weird thoughts that it's – no, it's not a weird thought. It's a thought, but it's always this very random aspect of the thought that leads me to the next thought. Mm-hmm. And I make these really, really strange connections between different things. 
Kind of like how this podcast goes. Kind of, but Similar. but it's also like there's no logical reason for me to go that way because sometimes I'll have a thought that'll make me feel a certain way and then the way that I felt from that thought made me feel the same way that I felt in this other situation. So then now I'm thinking about that other thought and it has nothing to do. There's no logical reasoning other than my personal uh, feeling from those things that connected them together. So how do I explain that to somebody without them thinking that I need to be in an insane asylum like pronto, you know? Yeah. I, we do have some weird thoughts. I could definitely see that being it. So it's just less of me. Like there are times where I'll literally be like, there's nothing like Like less of having to explain yourself. Yes. Like I would just rather not, have to do that because instead of the answer being like oh okay thank you it's going to be why were you thinking about mm-hmm. that and i have a lot of those and then it could be considered like do you thought about that because you're with me mm-hmm. and if it's a really weird bad thought like then you don't that's, think people you don't think you would think that the same thing dude like, i've had some someone, i've done that no, no no you would think that if you were with like one of us and you're like hey what, what are you thinking about right now and then we said something you wouldn't be like oh maybe they're thinking about that because i'm here right now no, because I don't ever like have an interest in what anybody else is thinking about. Only so you're because just too selfish. No, only because if you guys want to tell me something, you'll tell me. If you are thinking it and you don't want to tell me about it, then why do I need to know? You know what I mean? I think that's based on your line of thinking where if you're thinking of something, you'll be like, Hey, do you ever think of this? And yeah. then you'll say it. But yeah. that's not how all people work. I understand, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna like bother them about it. It's not how know? I work. Will you ask? Will I ever someone? ask you what you're thinking? Yes. When? I don't know. I'll just be like on the. Couch. Well, probably when Matthew looks concerned. I was going to say, will will you ask when it's very visible that yeah they're because I can tell when Matthew's doing that. What what if what if it's a time when they're purposely not making a big deal out of it? Like what do you mean? Like you can tell something's bothered them, bothering them, but then they're like, no, sorry. They're like making a big show. Of being bothered, but they won't say anything to you. Oh, that's just funny to me. Matthew's not that kind of guy, though. So, I, I mean, that's if it was Matthew, it would bother me. But if it's literally anybody else, I don't think I would care. Yeah. It'd be really easy for me to be like, oh, okay. Like, if you were on the couch and Matt's sitting, like, next to you, and he's just on his phone. That's and normal. Like you, and, like, you look at him, and he looks at you, and he just goes back to his phone. And you just keep doing your thing. And then you hear him, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he throws his phone down. Anything Matthew does annoys me. He just gets me. up and stomps away. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be like, "What's up, buddy?" I, you know, I'd probably ask him. But it's it's different when you care about somebody. Because and then if it's just for just like if it's just a friend, like if you did that to me, I'd be like, "Okay, he probably doesn't want to talk about it yet." He'll, I'll ask him later when he's more calm. So I wouldn't bring it up to you. I'd just be like, "Okay, he's having a day. I get it." But then you know, a few days after, I'll be like, "Hey." Remember when this happened? What was going on? And then if I really don't care about you, I won't care. I won't ask. Okay. There's no need. Cool. Good to know. Just something I was thinking about while I was driving. Ow. But we are going into one of our newer segments right now, and that is called Historically Inaccurate. What is it? It's historically inaccurate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do I go high? Am I singing high? You just sing it. I just jump in on a couple words. Okay. No, you have a high and a low. That's going to take way too much brain effort right now. No I'm way. too tired for that. Ready? Mm-hmm. It's historically inaccurate with drama man. Drummer. That was decent. It, it was decent. It would have been great Pretty if solid. you did the... 
<laughs> but anyway, so this is our segment where we have you two who have no knowledge about something give your best account of how a historical event happened. What if I slightly remember this one? That's even better. All right. Because it means you're going to get some of the points right, and then we're going we're gonna to watch <laughs> you try and connect them somehow. All right. So this week's topic is Y2K. Y2K. Now, first off, so I don't even need to go first off. Let's just. It all started with NWO. Okay. Let's. From the. From from, from um, wrestling. From wrestling. NWO is where Y2K came from? I remember it. I remember NWO. They had just beat up somebody in the wrestling ring. And they talked about Y2K and how it was going to be the end of the world. Year 2000. That's what that means. Yep. She said, I've been to the year. Two thousand. I know. Almost. About a thousand years ago. Okay, that makes so much more sense now. I was going with like maybe that was like YG's brother or like <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't know. I had, I had no idea why two K meant. I even, even YG place, has two twin brothers. Or like as, a YMCA. If it was like a like a, a first version of YMCA's, you know? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I like it better if it if, if YG had two brothers. Two brothers. And so it was the second one. Y1K and Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically NWO predicted that the world was going to end in 2000. And that technology was the reason why. Mm. See, that's also interesting because you said NWO, which, yes, is a wrestling group. But it also stands for New World Order. Which is what they name themselves off of. But New World Order, Dalton, is what's happening now. The Illuminati. Exactly. So keep on going. Yes. And so basically what was going to happen was... I don't think you know what's going to happen. The clock was going to strike midnight. And we were going to go from 1999 to 2000. And then all the lights were going to shut off. And I don't know what was supposed to happen after that, but all the lights were going to shut off. This is where you know. This is where you guys get to. So what was going to happen when you, the lights shut off, Dalton? You decide what happens when the clock hits. Well, this isn't my version of Y2K. Oh, what's your version? My version of Y2K is, so I kind of agree with Matthew. I don't know about the NWO stuff. And I also yeah. think it was NWA. I don't know why he thinks. NWA is a rap group. That's what it is. NWO was like Kevin Nash and... Yep. Uh, I, he's the only one I remember and, from uh, NWO. Uh, uh, Steiner, Rick, was uh, Rick Steiner? No, yeah. well, it wasn't. Um, what's it? Wasn't Goldberg in that? Not Goldberg. No. Uh, Hulk Hogan. No, no. Oh yes, yeah. Hulk Hogan was in at the beginning. I think so. Right? Well, I, I thought Shawn Michaels was. No, Shawn Michaels was in Triple X. Generation X. Generation X. That's yeah. what it was. I'm, tri- I'm, tri- I'm thinking of Triple H. <laughs> I'm thinking of porn. Triple H was in Triple <laughs> X. Oh, no, Triple H was in X. The X, what is it called? Generation X. Generation X. Yeah. Um, that was a great. Keep going, Dalton. Um, I completely lost everything I was going to say. <laughs> I got distracted. Um, I'm going to go with, I guess it's similar to like the year ending in 2000. Um, I only remember this because it's 2012. Is that movie that came out about the world ending in 2012? That's a different situation. But I'm guessing yes. the same concept. Why? Uh, because everyone wants the world to end like every 10 years. But 2012 was like the earth was opening up and splitting and it was been happening and there was floods and stuff like that. So you think Y2K was the same kind of thing? I think Y2K was more of like a social thing. Like, uh, 
everybody was worried that technology was going to take over, that AI was going to be ruling our lives by the year 2000 or something. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how the fuck they thought that was possible back then. I mean, it could have been. Who knows? They were supposed to have flying cars by the like 2005. We had Nokias back then. Yeah, we had bricks for phones. Yeah, we we could have used those Nokias as like bullets, you know. So what? Matt says that the lights were going to turn off on lights, at, okay. tw- at midnight on Y2K, and that was signaling the ed- end of the world. How yep. do we go from how do we go from the lights turning off to the end of the world? I imagine there being an earthquake, and that's just because I'm from California. So anytime something starts shaking longer than it should, I'm just like, oh, here earthquake. you go, here it is, this is it. Um, yeah, I imagine there being a giant earthquake and then like a flood, like a lot of natural disasters. Uh-huh. That, that's mm. kind of what was going through my head. Just because it was the turn of the millennium? Yes. Or maybe it's just like, hey, it's the year 2000. Maybe it's just like the way they said Y2K was like, you know. Like, no, Y2K was definitely a big like It was like event. people thought the world was ending. Like, I, I remember was like, I, I was only like four years old, so I remember this. I remember being at grandmas and grandpas and like I being in school and hearing people talk about like two thousand and like how the world was gonna end. I remember like hearing about it on the news. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I remember sitting in my grandparents' house and we watched it and then uh when it hit, somebody turned the lights off and then uh everybody like kind of like it nobody like screamed, but you could tell everybody got very tense for a second and looked around. I'm pretty sure it was my uncle Tino. <laughs> And then he just turned it back on and started laughing or whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's why funny. you remember the lights thing so much. Uh-huh. That's the only thing that's that the only thing that happened. Yeah. So I'll give you more of a hint. The whole it was predicated on technology. Yes, Dalton was right in that sense. But the idea of it came from the fact that most most big tech that was being used in like the nineties and stuff like that, all of their dating systems were six digits. So it was two digits, two digits for the month, two digits for the day, and two digits for the year. It would be four digits for the year. Not, not Idiots. these systems. These systems only use two digits for the year. So yeah. we are going from ninety-nine to oh oh to oh oh. So it was like the clock was hitting zero, and it's going to reset. But That's the stupidest reset, shit I ever heard in my life. But reset to what? To one BC. 180 to 1900 was that really what it was we that, were going to go back in time to that, the 1900s that, that the that all of technology was going to act as if we was going from december 31st 1999 to january 1st 1900 mm. that's what the computers were going to process what that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. Why? Is that really what everyone was fucking worried about? Bro, think about it though. People like you don't understand technology at that 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 time. But why would it just why would it go backwards? Think, what? Think <laughs> of all the things that are are based on like time. People were worried about the stock market cuz the stock market was running on time at that point, like it was like very time uh based. Um that was a big one. I remember, oh, uh, they just assumed computers were going to malfunction mm-hmm. and they weren't going to know what to do. So at that at that point, all of the nuclear bombs and codes and stuff like that were date like technologically stored. So it hits 99 and goes back to zero, zero. The computer's like, I don't know what to do. Fuck let's, it. Let's send them out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think there was like electric grids were going to go down too. 
because they were again and malfunctions then, just gonna turn off. You weren't oh gonna be able God, to you weren't gonna be able to contact anybody because you can't call them. <laughs> this is dumb. I'm sorry. Why two K is dumb. Why is, is it that dumb? what this really is about? That's hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's what this is about. fucking dumb. Dude. I think you have no perspective on no. this. Uh, like well, ter- I was also three years old. But terror. I remember people being so afraid. I think this I, shit's stupid. Like, it got to me. I was like, damn. Like this is like I'm kind of nervous. I can't imagine being terrified that of tech. I just that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because you understand technology. Yes, but also I. I wasn't you just were talking about how ai is going to take over and that's rule. that's what i thought they would think of but i didn't think they think that uh, that's way too advanced <laughs> technology would malfunction and that i would end up that's the stupidest shit i ever heard in my life it's Why? stupid to think that a computer is going to malfunction <laughs> when it doesn't process 99 to O and accidentally send off Why a nuclear would that be bombs the problem? it just keeps going up by one what is the problem with that it's simple because, math because you're not showing a 99 to 100 you're showing a 99 to zero. So does that mean it's gone up or does that mean that it's reset? It just goes up. Says who? The code. Who said the code wasn't? No one knew what the code was saying. The coders did. <laughs> they made it. <laughs> Actually, what like were there developers that came out and tried to speak sense? Because I could see like just like group dynamics are super interesting. And being that like when one person in the group gets afraid, like, it can like spread to like others in like the a group. wildfire. So I can see it being like collective fear, and then just like these like this one developer be like, "No, I promise, <laughs> like so it'll go to two thousand. In, in the year two thousand, people were scared of technological issues. In the year twenty twelve, we were scared of natural disasters. Yes, yes, those were the differences. And then because two thousand twelve, the two thousand twelve prediction came from Mayan. The Mayan calendar. Yes, yeah. but now the Mayan calendar, we got it wrong apparently, and it's actually in 2023 that the world ends or something like that. Yes. I, like I that. think I heard that somewhere yeah. too. That's always going to be the case. Yeah. There's always going to be a new end of the world. Mm-hmm. So Y2K, so historical pooper scooper. Because it doesn't, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. Why, why, it's just simple math. I don't understand why this is an issue. I'm going to talk to dad and ask him about it because I've never heard of this. That was a good one, David. You're welcome. When complicated computer programs were being written through the 60s to the 80s, engineers only used the two-digit code for the year, and 19 was left out uh, to save data storage, save space. And the programmers realized computers might not interpret zero as 2000 but as 1900. Activities that were programmed on a daily or yearly basis would be damaged or flawed. Banks, which calculate interest rates on a daily base, might be problematic. Power plants might also be affected. Um, Water pressure, radiation levels. Transportation depends on correct time and date. Um, Software uses electronic programs to tell their machines what to do. So yeah. you're telling me that so like nuclear plants were gonna destabilize, yeah, and then no trains and no none of like the big transportation to get anywhere. anywhere. But all in all, all in all, when nothing it, when, happened. When it hit twelve o'clock, it just went to zero zero. It and did. It was fine. Yes, yes. They weren't sure if it was a big risk of whether or not it was how it was gonna be read. Yes, they were like that's actually i get that they were like the computer might read it as Uh 1900 instead of 2000 and then it happened and the computer read it as 2000 yep 
That's crazy. The computer did count up instead of counting. Back. I wonder. I wonder how many computers they try to, to like fix. How many things they try to fix before the year two thousand? Like they were like in a rush trying was, to fix the code. They were probably frantic. They were oh too yeah, busy checking out your great 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 granddaughter, so they didn't do any of it. Damn. But they live underwater and they're doing fine, so it doesn't matter. But yes, yeah, so if you want to know more and uh, get the historically accurate version, go ahead and check out your local library or Wikipedia. Or Google it. Or Google it. I'm sure there's a YouTube video about it. Yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of YouTube or videos call about Matt. it. Or call Matt or call Dalton. But just be ready for some be for some wrestling talk. What the fuck is that? Wrestling, wrestling talk? NWO. Like NWO. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to go into some boys' room now. Hell yeah. The The boys' room. This is our signature segment every other week. I really feel like we need to add welcome to. Welcome to. Or smoking in. That's how it goes. It's welcome to the girls' room. The boys' room. One, two, three. Welcome Welcome to to the boys' room. Nice. And so this is where we give our boys some situations, and they give their takes on it. How do you feel when K- David calls us his boys? That's fine with me. You know, that sounds nice. What if I, I like go? What if I go? Boys, boys, my boy, my my boys, it's my boys, my boys. Use my nuggets, my balls. Yeah, yeah. What if I call you my dudes? Yeah, I my like hom- that too. My homie G's. I like ah, uh, my city slickers. Mm, don't ever call me that. Okay. <laughs> We're going to jump right into our first one. Um, so this is a story that's been going on for two years now. And the problem is that this girl is a fat girl. And she's always been a fat girl. And she always will be a fat girl. But she tries to go to the gym and be as healthy as she can. Uh, I'm going to switch to her perspective. I thought I was out of middle school, but from day one, There was a woman I've come to know who always makes fun of me at the gym I go to. I see her as often as every day to once a month. But every time I see her, she talks to another patron about me, does the blow up cheeks thing while looking at me in the mirror or similar. The worst being right before the gym closed for lockdown, I bumped into her in the doorway to the stretching room and she said, are these doorways getting smaller? Whoa, and uh, yeah, uh, it shouldn't have hurt me as much as it did, but it did. Now, the gym now was locked down, so I didn't have to see her for a long time. But the gym finally reopened two months ago, and she is still obviously using me as the butt of her jokes. Um, however, on Sunday morning, and then there was something that happened to prove that it was still happening. Okay, uh, Sunday morning. I happened to run into Angie at Starbucks, pretty far from the gym and was right behind her in line. Her credit card didn't work. So I thought this might be a good time to maybe uh, show I was more than a person to mock. And I said, hi, we go to the same gym. Can I pay for your coffee? Cards not working happens to the best of us. She accepted, acknowledged that she did indeed recognize me and said a very sweet thank you. And it made me feel really good that I'd taken the heart high road. Yeah. I just, well, I just saw her and her friend who's with her 50% of the time. And they were making fun of me in the mirror behind me by doing the same blown up chipmunk chicks thing. It devastated me. And it's been two days. She obviously remembers me from Starbucks. Not only did she not approach me to thank me, much less acknowledge me uh, as a human with feelings. She, Made fun of my body, which I have naturally. 
It made me so hurt and angry because I feel as uh, fat people and women, we are somehow expected to coddle and excuse our abusers. And that's exactly what I did when I bought her coffee, expecting it to be a transaction on both our parts. Now I'm seriously thinking about quitting the gym and just using the one in my apartment building, even though I like this one I go to more. I'm really hurt by it. What can I do to make myself feel better? Um, Sorry that was so long. Oh, it's okay. Um, oh, man. Well, I uh, I want to say, I like. I would love to think that she's not doing that. On, like, she's just like, that's like her thing. Like, she works out and she goes, <laughs> like, maybe like to her friend. Her friend's like, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I want to believe her, but also I'm like, is she being too self conscious that she's noticing things that aren't really about her to be about her? Uh, but I just feel like it's happened too many times to where, yeah, it's too consistent. Yeah, where it's even if it is a coincidence, that's one hell of a coincidence. So let's take the road where the trainer did was making fun of her. What What do you say about that? Um. Either A, tell someone at the gym, or B, go confront her. That's what that's what I would do. Like, if she has a problem, I would just go ask her, like, why, like, is there a problem? Like, this, it pisses, this makes me so mad. Like, just, they're there bettering themselves. Why the fuck are you going to make it more difficult? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's obvious that they have things to work on, just as we all do. Theirs just happens to be physical and not internal. Yeah. So why just stop being an asshole like people need to grow up like stop you know what i mean yeah like i don't understand that like there she's actively trying to fix the problem it makes zero sense to me yeah and so for somebody to do that like i want this girl to confront her you know what i mean and i applaud her for doing and paying for her starbucks but at the same time she would have been absolutely justified in not paying for it but then also too now she can turn around and say you know what i may be fat but i'm not broke so do you need me to buy you Starbucks? Like I would 1000% use that. Like it's clear that it did not mean anything to her. So if, if you're going to confront it, like I would just use that or go tell somebody at the gym. I prefer for her to take matters into her own hands, okay. but, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think she should talk to, you know, her and just be like, Hey, like, did I do something to upset you? I was, and just be like, cause I've been noticing you've been doing these faces and she's gonna, and I guarantee you, she's gonna be like, "What? No, I, I ne- would never do that to somebody that comes to the comes to my gym." Blah blah. And like, you tried, you did that, but then you could also just like, maybe record her when she does that shit. Show her boss, get her fired. It's very simple. When she show the gym people and get her kicked out of the gym. Yeah, yeah, or just fucking beat the shit out of her. Yep. Beat her to the fucking ground, ground and pound, baby. Because fuck it. You're gonna weigh more than her. Take advantage. Now, do you think that the Starbucks thing was a was a smart thing to do in terms of building that bridge or something like that? I would have done. That's exactly what I would have done. Because what I, especially with her saying cards not working happens to the best of us. What I've heard is that the way to get someone that you don't think likes you to like you is not to offer them help, but to solicit their help. I don't know what that means. Is to ask for their help for something. Mm, so that because you, oh, like dig hey, into their interest. Hey, there's a deal for two for one. Can I buy you your coffee so I can get the deal? You know what I'm saying? I don't think like, a deal like that for coffee. Is that a deal? No, I'm not saying that's actually a thing, but something like that where it makes them feel empowered again. Exactly. Or yeah, feel empowered or 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 soliciting their like a skill set of theirs because then. 
they've been acknowledged as having this skill set or something compared to her paying for her coffee. One puts the girl in her debt, which I don't think anyone likes being in someone else's debt. And two, a sentence like cards not working happens to the best of us could seem like somewhat of an insult. So um, as good intent as a good I, I, intention as it could have been, I could also see how. But I think girl, that deli- that depends on the delivery, which is problem with this being a text based thing. Is like we're reading it, so we were free to interpret that. However, I mean, it could. I mean, like regardless of how it's intended, as we kind of you know saw earlier, if based on how the person's gonna be, what kind of mindset the person's in, they're gonna yeah. take it whatever way they're gonna take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it could and also if they be already something. Don't like what, you, if they don't like you, then they might just take it as like, well, this person's less than me. Why do they need to help me? Like, I don't need your help. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I mean. But at least for her, like I give her credit for like trying something to build a bridge. It clearly yeah. didn't work. And mm-hmm. the only confronter, I wouldn't say move gyms because people move gyms all the time. Like if there's an issue, just go talk about it. You know? Yeah. So I like it. Talk to that bitch. Yeah, I'm a big fan of being petty. I would say <laughs> definitely go out and be like, hey, did you get your card problem fixed out? Yeah, you part know, of a friend. That'd be funny. Not even like straight insult. You know, you just got to do a little jab there. But anyway, here's the next one. Um, I went through a phase in middle school. I'm now 25 where I was horribly insecure about my body. I thought I could make girls like me by putting a cucumber in my pants. <laughs> Looking back, it was ridiculous. And I honestly don't know how I got away with it without anyone finding out. There's no way. And I think as a sidebar, <laughs> we can all say that everyone, everyone knew, knew. <laughs> that you had something in there. My girlfriend was at my mom's house and my mom had given her a hard drive with old family pictures on it. <laughs> my girlfriend looked through them and saw a few with the ridiculous bulge in my pants. And I think that kind of confirms that, yes, everyone knew. <laughs> Including his mom, and his mom let him go to school with the yeah. That's a, a that's a, in his How pants. do you talk about that? How do you be like, Son. hey, I noticed something's in your pants. Come on, she literally a giant dick, mom. And did she use? He did he use the same cucumber for all the years, or was it like interchangeable? Probably had one for weekends and one for weekdays yeah. and one for his dates. Yeah, imagine it getting dirty when you throw. She literally will not stop making fun of me for it. I understand a joke or two, but this has been going on for a week now. And it gets more and more personal. How do I get her to stop? Ask. Just explain to her that this is one of those memories that you think about in the shower that makes you cringe. Like you feel your bones curl up. Yeah, it's a cringe you thought. Really, like I'm cringing for this person. Like, and you don't want to think about it. We all have cringe memories that we don't like to remember. And then your brain brings it up randomly. Uh huh. And that fucking sucks when that happens. Yep. Uh, it's usually for me it's usually in social situations i say something stupid i'm like why the fuck did i say that oh no mine's always in the shower or when i'm driving oh when i'm driving i have those thoughts yeah oh man but i mean i always make those mistakes in social situations that's when the thing happens Uh why would you do that yeah the whole time and you can't you can't get off for like 10 minutes and then i have to tell myself like i can't go back and fix it yeah it is what it is whatever they think think, i can't like i literally can't do anything just fucking and then about an hour or two goes by, and then it goes away. Now I'm thinking about all of them. Damn it! Uh, I, would, I would be like, just talk. Dude. Yeah, I'm just uh, that's you. that's a very simple like. You say it. If she respects your boundaries, awesome. If not, then you know maybe we need to figure something out. Now, how do you think you get around that? Like, if say say that his problem isn't that she's laughing at the cucumber thing, because maybe he's like, no, that's funny. Like I was a dum dum. I don't. I don't know. Like. 
I hated it. But, but she's going it's, more personal. But it's it's funny. Yeah. How do you make someone realize, like, recognize that when you're saying, like, hey, can you stop making fun of the jokes? And then they're like, but you think it's funny. Like, you you think it's funny, too, so I don't see the problem. Yeah, but I like to forget about it and not remember it until, like, months on end, not have it thrown in my face every single day for, yeah. like, a week. It's simple. Okay. Talk to her. That's that simple. Nice. Yeah, that was, that was that was, a nice easy one. That was an easy one. An easy one. And also the, funny as fuck. I wonder if anybody that, like, anybody listens to this and then, like, we read theirs and they're like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want to, like, and then, then we answer it and they're like, you know what? That's a really good idea. And they go and do it. And they're going to put a cucumber in their pants now? No. Like, they take <sighs> our advice. That's what I'm doing. I hope so. That's the whole point of this segment is to... Walk around with cucumbers in your pants? Walk around with cucumbers in your pants. That should be one of our pictures. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> that should be one of our pictures for our next, like, little photo no, shoot. we're going to leave Ooh. this poor man alone. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do that after this is done. <laughs> so, cucumbers, bananas. All right. Uh, sorry for the squeaking. My husband refuses me refuses to compliment me ever. So we've been together for twelve years, married for ten, and have a six year old son. Oh, good for them. Now before we were married, he used to compliment me all the time. Then he abruptly stopped complimenting my appearance. Once we conceived our son, he stopped complimenting me altogether and became really critical. He doesn't criticize the way I look at least, but he doesn't have anything nice to say either. Now, if he just weren't a complimenter, this wouldn't bother me, but he tells other women they're attractive all the time or says so about them to others, including me. Mm. He won't for me even when I beg him to. He once enthusiastically gushed to his father about how beautiful and gorgeous another woman is. His father tried to say that my husband had a beautiful wife too, but my husband just sort of fell silent and awkwardly shrugged, staring at the floor, and he has never called me beautiful. When I was pregnant, I cried about it and asked him if he could think of other, one a nice thing to say about me, and he couldn't. He insisted he still wants to be married, still wants to have sex with me, but like, why? He claims that he did not settle for me, and he claims that he's still attracted to me. He claims I'm his type, but in practice, his type is every woman who isn't me. Uh, seriously taller, short, skinnier, thick, blonde, brunette, any ethnicity, they can all be worthy of being called beautiful just as long as they aren't me. Uh, I compliment my husband all the time. So it's not an issue of that. I go out of my way to say nice things. No matter how many times I talk to him about this issue, it doesn't change. He'll agree to work on it, and then he doesn't. And no, I didn't gain weight or anything. I'm the exact same size and shape as I was when we met. I put effort into my appearance without going overboard. I even managed to escape pregnancy relatively unscathed. My style is updated a bit with the times, but not in a way that has seriously changed my appearance. Uh... I don't exactly have a great looking face or big boobs, but why marry me if that was such a deal breaker? So, I just don't understand it. It's destroyed my self-esteem over the years. Cool, cool, cool. He can't provide me with an explanation. So how do I come to terms with this? So they are 33. They've yes. been together for 12 years, which means they got together when they were 21, right? Yep. They've been married for 10. So that means they were married at 23. Correct. I think this guy has some unacknowledged resentment towards his wife that just like he didn't get to experience. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. So because they got to they got well, together. Their son wasn't born until they were even then. This twenty seven. You're married. You're married at twenty three years old. You're married. Yeah, like you're twenty four. I know, dude. Can you imagine? Fuck. Oh. <laughs> 
But I, I think for for him, like, yes, it's fucked up. I think. Oh yeah, that's I fucked. think this whole situation is fucked. I I understand that. Um, but I mean, if he if he's into you know if he was into her, like, she has to think about okay, well, when you get pregnant, when you have a baby, your body changes, things happen. Sometimes you get bigger. Sometimes like things don't fit the way they used to. Um, my question goes to, is she taking care of herself? Is she, you know, trying to she, work out? She's doing things that she used to do that he liked. She just said yes to all that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I was not listening. I'm sorry. I thought it was. Um, so if she's doing all that, then I don't see the problem with it. I think he's just legitimately curious. Like he just wants to go try things, but he knows he can't because he has one, a wife and two, a kid. And, and I think that there's a lot of responsibilities that come with being a husband and having a kid. Um, and I think that especially getting married so young causes you to miss out on experiences. And that just comes with the, the nature of it. And some people are willing to be okay with that. They're willing to say, no, 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 I'm choosing this. This is what I want. I'm okay with not knowing, you know, what being single in my 20s and looks like. Some people think they're okay with that. And then later on they find out that they're not, you know, and they but they don't want to express it because – it's not that they don't care about his their their wife, their family. It's not that they don't care about all that. It's just that they're really curious about that and they're upset. Normally directed at somebody that's not themselves. They're upset that they got to miss out on it and it's that person's fault. Mm-hmm. It's that person's fault that they never got to experience all of that even though it's a d- collective decision between the two of them. I would probably bet this person has narcissistic tendencies uh, and that they're very controlling um, in a non-direct way. Um, but also that like the, f- and I say narcissistic in the way of she's asking him and begging him to compliment her. That's what she wants the most. And he's not going to give it to her because he can't because he's trying to make things so incredibly unbearable that she ends things with him so he's not the bad guy because Mm. that's a bad look on his part. Yeah. So I think that's the environment, that situation that he's trying to create so he can go experience whatever he deep down needs to feel, he feels he needs to do as opposed to just having the the very difficult conversation with your wife and then either A, being like, okay, you know where I'm coming from. I'm going to go do this, whatever. We're going to figure out whatever that means or be expressing it and then being like, okay, is there a way for me to get closure from this without having to, you know, divorce, leave my family or whatever, or be after this conversation being like, okay, maybe this is something that I need to come to terms with that I'm just not going to get to experience. And that's okay because he's the, the flip side of all this is that, He's missing out on so much incredibly important and beautiful things in their own right. So he's missing out on all that because he's pouting about what he's not getting. Yes. I have nothing else to say to that. Yeah, Matthew's right. I didn't see I didn't see any of that, but it makes a lot of sense when Matthew says that. So I'm gonna go with the narcissistic thing. I agree. because um, I, I don't think I have anything else I can add to that. But for her as direct advice for her to do. She needs to make him talk. If she's is that she, possible? She said she's tried every time, and he I, says that he'll, he'll her work ver- on it. Well, her version of trying isn't working. So 
is it possible for them to fix it? I would say the the only real other way, and I really doubt that this would go anywhere, would be therapy, like couples therapy to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on, you know? Because if she hasn't changed anything and, you know, um, it's just not working and you, you got to try everything, you know? Yeah, I think it's... I think it's interesting that he, in order to not be the bad guy who divorces his wife, he's willing to be the guy that never compliments his wife Mm -hmm. when they both are a bad look. It's fucked up. Yeah. All right. And then going on to our last one, my best friend got engaged about three weeks ago. Nice. We've been best friends for almost 15 years. Nice. And we knew our boyfriends were planning to ask us around the same time. We actually thought that mine was going to ask first. But my uh, significant other had a specific idea and timing in mind. Nonetheless, I was so happy to be a part of her proposal and accept the maid of her on- maid of honor role. Now it's my turn, and I know my proposal will be happening within the next two months ish. I happen to be super excited to be engaged at the same time. I think it's so cool that we can share this time together. She doesn't seem thrilled now that she is engaged. We used to talk about taking pics together with our rings, and now she seems to be almost mad that I'm also getting engaged. She seems reluctant to help my significant other like I did with hers. And she's also very snappy when it comes to me talking about my ring choice when it used to be such a fun topic to discuss. She's planning to get married right away and my partner and I rather would have a long engagement. She's going to do the whole extravagant wedding wedding, and I want a small micro wedding. So it's not that her wedding spotlight will be taken away. We won't even be planning at the same time. So... What what's up? What's oh, dude, up? How do I navigate is, this? This is some territory that I don't know how to uh, come at. Why not? What well, I don't understand why she's she's being mean to her friend. She's probably mad because she's not getting the spotlight or the attention that she thinks she deserves. But like now she has to share it. Like it's not her time to be engaged, and now instead of like. These are like it. It seems like the friend that is already engaged wants it to be all about her, and that it's her time. She's waited for this, and the other friend is like, "No, like I like I'm excited that we're engaged. We can like tr- look at like wedding, like plan a wedding together, and like, hey, what are you gonna do for this? And bounce ideas off each other, and talk, and help each other plan these things. But the other one just seems very much like, no, I just want this to be about me." Why do you think that wasn't the case before one of them got engaged? Because we all like the idea of things. And then in reality, all these emotions and things start to come up that we didn't know that we necessarily had in the first place. And it might be like, think about how many times you guys try something and you, you thought that you would love it. Then you get there and you're like, this fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's kind of one of those situations where it's like, no, in theory, this sounded really, really great. But I actually want this to be my time. And it's not going to be. So if, if uh, Matt, you have a very strong take on this and you have a very strong grasp on the situation, uh-huh. how would you explain this to Dalton in a language that he understands? You get to meet Darth Vader, right? Yeah. And you, you guys are going to take a picture and you guys are going to like have your lightsabers together. You right? Like apprentice? Yes. And you're cool. very excited for it. Yeah. But when we get there, turns out that they're running out of time and we need to go through it quick so then they have me jump in and we take this cool picture with darth vader like this and then you have one lightsaber and then i have another we have this super cool picture 
of us with Darth Vader, but you never get to have a picture of just you and Darth Vader. I'm sorry. That would never happen. Rule of two. It's very common. We all know it. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I do. We get still it. have a f- cool it's, fucking it's, picture. But it's not. But you can never look at that picture and not think of you without seeing me. Yeah. And knowing with my pink lightsaber. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I get it. I would be mad. See, I think I would have akined it to you and Matt both want to be Siths. And this is before the rule of two. Okay. So there's like Sidious is there. And you guys are both like these young Padawans. And you both want to be Darth Sidious's apprentice. And Sidious makes you his apprentice first. And he's mm-hmm. like, dude, you're it. You're my guy. And you show up. And Matt's like super stoked for you. And you're you're now his apprentice. And yeah. then at one day Sidious turns to you. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about making Matt an apprentice too. What do you think? Now I don't get all the teachings. Now I have to share it with him. Uh-huh. And then if he's better than me, that I'm going to be more mad. And oh, it's I didn't even think about that. I guess there's a whole competition aspect of it's it. It's competitive. Too. Who's is better? Who is better? Why are they better? How do I get uh, better? But I feel like that's taken out though because they have two very different weddings. One's going to be extravagant. The one's going to be super small. But I mean, at the same time, it's still. But you had a big party when they made you apprentice. Yeah. And now Matt and like everyone was like super jazzed about it. Everyone was talking to you and everyone was like, dang, Matt Dalton's a new apprentice. He's like the guy. And now they're about to have this whole big party for Matt. And now they're going to start calling Matt the guy. Mm. And he's going to be the big boy around town. Yep. And you're just going to be another apprentice. Just mm. another one. I wouldn't like that at all. We'll deal with it. You're both Siths now. Well, I, I mean, if I don't, to, if I can kill him, then I wouldn't. Have Matt to would be. never be a Sith. I would not. not. Too nice. You guys are like the brothers from Knights of the Old Republic. I'd fucking win though. Which brothers? From the cinematic trailer. The the troopers? No, they were they were Jedi. Were they Jedi? <laughs> Sounded real, dude. Uh, fucking figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's just a conversation and i think just I, I don't, and i also don't think that conversation will go well no i think they just i feel like once she expresses herself and why she how she feels i think they can come to a conclusion it all depends on the maturity for that one i don't know i don't yeah. think it would go well to be honest yeah. all right if you made it this far into the podcast thank you so much for your time go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you listen to this and if you're here on youtube thank you so much for your eyes go ahead and click the subscribe button down below and the bell notification icon in the corner and Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. See you then. Bye. Bye.